1: Hey, math fans, Jason Marshall, Math Dude here with your weekly dose of quick and dirty tips to make math easier. In the last episode, we talked all about simple moving averages, what they are, how to calculate them, why you might actually want to do so, and all of that good stuff. As you may have surmised from the presence of the word simple in the phrase simple moving average, the type of moving average we discussed last time is really just the tip of the iceberg, which might lead you to wonder... What are some of the other types of moving averages? Are they better or worse than simple moving averages? And most importantly, when and why would you ever want to use one of them? Stay tuned because those are exactly the questions we'll be answering today. Before we start talking about all the different types of moving averages, let's quickly review the simple moving average that we talked about before. In case you've forgotten, we've been using the fact that you're training to compete in the 1500-meter race at the 2016 Olympics to help us understand how moving averages work. In the last episode, you'd been keeping track of the times of your daily practice runs, and you wanted to come up with a way to track your day-to-day progress. The problem is that your day-to-day times fluctuate a lot, which makes it hard to see the long-term trend telling you whether or not you're improving. As we found, one way to solve this conundrum is to use a moving average. To find the average time for a day using a three-day simple moving average, just add that day's time to the times from the two previous days and divide by three. To use a four-day simple moving average instead, just add the day's time to the times from the three previous days and divide by four, and so on for however many days you want to average over. It's easy to do, and the best part is that all of those distracting day-to-day fluctuations are smoothed out so that you can better see the overall trend.
0: Best Western made booking our family beach vacation a breeze, and it felt a little like... (laughs) (laughs) Time to go. Okay, kids, back in the room. (laughs) Good night. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western.
1: One question that immediately comes to mind is how does the size of the moving average window affect the result? In other words, what does it mean to use a three-day window versus a four-day window versus something like a two-week window? The simple answer is that the size of the window determines how much memory the moving average contains. In other words, a larger window, meaning more days in our example, includes data from farther back in time, which means that the value of the moving average you calculate will change more slowly since it is more influenced by past values. How do you know how big the window should be? It depends on whether you want to look at the short, medium, or long-term picture. For example, if you were tracking your race times over months or years, you'd probably want to use something like a two-week moving average to track your progress, since in that case you'd really only be interested in very long-term trends. The larger the window, the less influence those short-term day-to-day fluctuations will have, and the more clearly you'll see the big picture. But as it turns out, simple moving averages aren't perfect. The biggest problem is that current values can sometimes be too dependent on past values. After all, except for the newest data point, all of the data in a simple moving average calculation comes from the past. Which is why it's sometimes better to use what's called a central moving average. The idea is almost identical except that this time we use an equal number of data points on either side of a central point to calculate the moving average. For example, while a 5-day simple moving average of Wednesday's race time would use Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday's times, a 5-day central moving average would use Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday's times. This type of central moving average is used all the time in science and engineering since there's less time lag, which means it usually better represents the actual moving average. Of course, it's not nearly as convenient to use when keeping track of race times or your weight, since you would have to wait some number of days, depending on the size of the window, to make your calculation. Which means that a simple moving average is a better choice for most of your day-to-day applications. There's one other type of moving average that I want to talk about today, weighted moving averages. This type of moving average is a bit more complicated, so we won't go into too much detail. But it's an incredibly important tool in many areas of math, the sciences, engineering, and in the business and financial world. So it's good to understand the basic idea. The simple moving average that we know and love is actually a weighted moving average, in which the data are all weighed equally. What does that mean? Well, to calculate Wednesday's race time using a three-day simple moving average, we add up Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday's times and then divide by three. Which is the same thing as adding one times Monday's time, plus one times Tuesday's time, plus one times Wednesday's time, and then dividing this result by three. I know this probably seems like a strange thing to do, but believe it or not, we've actually just seen how a weighted moving average works. How is that? Well, in this case, each day was given a weight of one, but the weights don't have to all be the same. For example, if we assign a weight of 1 for Monday, 2 for Tuesday, and 3 for Wednesday, the weighted moving average is found by calculating 1 times Monday's time, plus 2 times Tuesday's time, plus 3 times Wednesday's time, and then by dividing this result by 1 plus 2 plus 3, which is equal to 6. That's the sum of the weights. Why would we want to do that? Well, if you think about it, you'll see that this moving average gives more weight to Wednesday's time than Tuesday's and more weight to Tuesday's time than Monday's, which means that older times become less important in the calculation of the moving average as time progresses, which, depending on what you're doing, could be a very useful thing. There are lots of sophisticated ways to calculate appropriate weights for different situations. But the underlying goal of controlling the relative importance of the data within the window is always the same. Okay, that's all the math we have time for today. Remember to become a fan of The Math Dude on Facebook, where you'll find lots of great math content posted every day. That's at facebook.com slash themathdude. If you're on Twitter, please follow me there too at twitter.com slash jasonmarshall. And don't forget to pick up a copy of my book, The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Guide to Algebra. It's available wherever you like to buy books. Until next time, this is Jason Marshall with The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Tips to Make Math Easier. Thanks for listening, math fans.
0: Best Western made booking our family beach vacation a breeze, and it felt a little like... (laughs) Time to go. Okay kids, back in the room.
1: (laughs) Good
0: night. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western.